Hey guys, this is the third episode of the Will and Cody Show. Uh, we are on Spotify, we're on Anchor, we're on Google Podcasts and YouTube. We're still waiting for iTunes. Uh, they have not accepted us yet, so uh, send them an email, let them know if you, if you want us on iTunes. Uh, but yeah, William, uh, this is a thing. People are enjoying it. We've been getting some good feedback, so we're going to keep doing these podcasts. Uh, we enjoy it. Uh, we're not the best at it. We have faces for radio, uh, yeah. so we're going to keep we're going to keep trying. Uh, but we do enjoy it, and uh, but we're going to go ahead and jump right in. We've got uh, our goal for this week's podcast is some habits or goals to focus on for 2021, and we're just going to jump right in. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some budgeting and uh, some other some other things. But just want to give you guys a goal, an idea, something that can help you this year uh, to maybe put into to practice some habits to build so that way you can try to get ahead financially for 2021. So uh, uh, so yeah, the first one's uh, budgeting. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Um, we were going to talk about the multiple types of budgets that's out there. Uh, there's mainly two kinds that we see a lot on social media, uh, the 50-30-20 rule and then our favorite, the zero-based budget. So, Will, you want to explain the 50-30-20? Yeah, so just the uh, the thoughts behind it. I'd say, um, one, it'd just be good if you don't have a budget. Like, let's look at that. That's something oh, yeah, great definitely. you can implement. Um, a lot of benefits to that. But, yeah, the 50-30-20 um, the is just splitting up your income uh, into different percentages. So, uh, what the, the kind of goal of that is, is 50% of your income going towards uh, things you need. So things you need to live. So, you know, this would be rent or a mortgage payment or, you know, transportation, you know, paying for gas, paying for utilities, all those kind of things and food, you know, regular things that you need. And then um, 30% going towards wants. So these are kind of those extra buffer things that may not necessarily, you know, you need, uh, but are kind of nice to have. And then 20%, the last, you know, percent of your budget going towards um, saving or investing. And so that this has been a common thing with a lot of people to find that's a, a comfortable split, you know, dividing up your income between, you know, 50% needs, that's going to be a lot of, you know, our budget, you know, 30% wants and then 20% uh, investing. Um, just personally, practically with me, um, I don't have a ton of wiggle room. So my, uh, my needs is a little more than 50. And so I don't quite have 30% just to say, Hey, you know, it's whatever I want. Um, so this one, not as practical for me, but if that's where you find, you know, your margins that, um, you know, that could definitely work for you. And then a zero base is basically just assigning every uh, dollar where to go. So instead of just going kind of off a percentage, you divide up hundred percent of your paycheck and you tell, you know, each portion exactly where you want it to go. So you're not necessarily looking at things from a percentage viewpoint of like, oh, I got to have 50% in this, 30% in that, and 20%. Um, but you're just assigning your money, usually going off of some sort of guidelines like that with whatever you have left, telling it exactly where you want it to go, and then moving that money. So there's not just a percentage that's like, ah, I, you know, it's kind of out there. Every single dollar of your income is assigned and you know where it's going to be. Um, and there's a lot of different tools you can use for this. There's a lot of good apps. Um, you're just kind of a, a visual person. There's a lot of different layouts. So you can kind of mess around with different apps uh, that you may like. Or if you want to create your own, um, you know, definitely it's you know, still great just to use pen and paper or use, you know, good old fashioned Excel mm -hmm. uh, to try to put together a budget. 
Um, my wife and I like using the every dollar. Uh, it's a zero based budget. And it's just something that we found that we can kind of come together on. Uh, before, like, I just had my own mental way of thinking about a budget. And she had her own mental way of thinking about a budget. And so we it was, found it tough to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And so what we liked about choosing an app together is we both kind of came to this common ground of, okay, we both understand, you know, how a zero-based budget works. We both kind of like it. And so we both decided to go for it, you know, and, it, and it's worked really well for us. But it may not, you know, be how you kind of think about a budget. So there's definitely a lot of different apps out there, um, you know, that people can use. Uh, yeah, you know, they want to. That every dollar is uh, they have a free version. That's mm-hmm. what we used for a while, and then we actually went ahead and paid for their their full version uh, just because it actually connected to our our bank account. So I yeah. could have my wife's bank account, my bank account. Um, it actually would um, we could put in our investment accounts, other things. So we can kind of see this big picture of mm-hmm. everything that we were looking at. Uh, but I like myself and my wife. We like zero based as well, uh, just because we. It, it forces us to put everything into something, right? It forces mm-hmm. us to put um, every single dollar, that's what's called every dollar, towards something. So it's making our money work for us. I used to do the, the not the 50, 30, 20, but more like a 50, 20, 30, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, it's probably more like a 70, you know, yeah. 10, 20. <laughs> but um, uh, we used that uh, uh, for a while, but I found like there was some money kind of like falling through the cracks. You know, I would, I would try to, to keep up with it. I would try to say, okay, this, we got 70% here, but sometimes it would go way, go over that or it would go under that. And, you know, you have to kind of adjust the other percentages based on that. And then I would just have like, sometimes I'd have found money and sometimes I had no money at all. And I had to pull out savings because I didn't calculate it 100% correctly. So with, with every dollar or a zero based budget the month before I'll predict just about every expense that comes up. I'll put it in, I'll put in the amount of money that we'll be making for that month. And it'll just tell me, do I have enough or do I not have mm-hmm. enough? And then if I don't have enough, then I can make those adjustments. I can say, well, maybe I don't need Netflix that month. Maybe I should cancel, you know, maybe we don't need $400 for food. Maybe we can go do it on 200. Um, and then you start adjusting until you hit zero. And we love that. Um, you know, we'll put uh, our investments and savings goals and things like that. It's kind of like top priority to make sure mm-hmm. those happen no matter what. Right. And then like housing and, you know, food, obviously, and, and gas and things that were absolutely essential. And then at the bottom, it would be like the, the fun stuff, the uh, the spending money, the fun money, um, you know, getting a haircut. I ain't had one in a while. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, and those things. And so we'll we'll cut those out. And that's why I haven't had a haircut in months. So, yeah. Uh, but okay. yeah, that's kind of what, what we do, but we okay. like that every dollar, but, um, you know, there's, yeah. there's also mint, I think. And there's, yeah, I used to use that. Yeah. That um, one's pretty good. You know, as well. Yeah. That one's I, kind of percentage based, right? Yeah. It's a little more percentage based. It's not as, um, I just found that you couldn't manipulate it as much. It was more just your general budget of, I kind of want to spend this much in this category and just tracking. Yeah, I found it really good for tracking right. your expenses. So a good way to get started with it. Um, you know, maybe they've updated since I used it. It was quite a bit ago. Um, I just found I couldn't manipulate it as much as I wanted to. Right. Um, and it's pretty standard. So another thing I'd, I'd say that I do like about zero based, and again, I know we both use it, but if you find another method that works for you, that's great. Um, one thing that I just kept falling into, as you mentioned, where um, I would kind of 
money seemed to fall through the cracks. And so it would always be like, okay, this is our budget, and then we're going to save whatever's left. And that is always, there's usually less and less that's left after everything else comes through. And so one of the things that I do like is just having a game plan ahead of time. As you mentioned, putting those priority things in, this is the amount we're going to save or invest, and doing those things first and making sure that those are the priority things that, you know, your money first mm-hmm. goes to those. And then as everything else, you know, comes out at the very end is then when it's like, as you mentioned, those things that are more in that want category. Um, I just want to prioritize those goals. You know, mm-hmm. as you know, some yeah. people have said, you want to pay yourself first. So you get money, you want to do your main priority thing. You want to pay your needs. You're going to need that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, do those, um, you know, put the money towards any of your goals that you have first. That way, you know, they're going to be taken care of because if you put it, leave it at the end and just say, ah, oh, whatever's left at the end of the month, we'll save it. You're going to find yeah. there's going to be less and less, um, you know, than you could have had. And so yeah. that's one thing that I do like about just having a game plan and assigning your, uh, your money you know, before the month. Mm-hmm. Begins. And um, I, I recommend something that because you actually got me into zero based budgeting. Um, I was kind of just doing that that percentage base for a while. And then you told me, hey, give it a shot. But you said, give it a couple of months. You're not going to get it right the first time. Yeah. It is hard to predict everything that's going to come up. Um, and it took a lot of work. But I was it, every month it got easier. Mm-hmm. But one thing that we highly recommend doing is having a miscellaneous portion. It doesn't yes. have to be a ton, but maybe like 50 bucks or 100 bucks because things happen. And you forget yeah. about stuff. And that saved my butt several times. But don't freak out if, let's say, something super major comes up, something that's like, you know, an emergency or something that's really sudden. That's what emergency funds for. So you don't need to worry about it. But yeah, dude, um, zero-based budgeting all the way. That's that's what we do right now. I don't think we'll be changing. Uh, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, whatever budgeting system that works for you, if it works, it works. The All we want is for you to have margin and basically live on less than you make and invest and save the difference. And mm-hmm. so if you're able to create a margin where you've got some that you can throw into investments, throw into savings, that way you can start building wealth, save up for, you know, a, a house or um, for a, um, uh, a mutual fund investment or your IRA or your 401k, anything like that, that's going to build you wealth. And at the end of the day, that's what we want you to have. So whatever mm-hmm. budgeting system works for you, go with it. Just make sure you're building margin. And that's the key. And I, you know, I'll throw a plug out there. I have a blog post about margin because uh, I it. think it's so it's awesome. foundational and it's such a simple thing that we overlook it. But man, just that idea that you spend less than you make and then do something with the difference, invest the difference or save it towards a goal, you know, prefer to, you know, investing it. Um, Cause that's really just how you get ahead. You know, we always talk about, you know, thinking about those big, you know, those big wins or people that win the lottery or whatever. But if you truly want to get ahead and you, you know, want to see progress and not just keep, you know, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, just always kind of staying at the surface, you have to create margin. So spend less than you make and then do something with the difference. So we really like investing, um, you know, a lot of different things, you know, retirement or just more short term things. Um, but it just gives you so much freedom having that extra money. It just builds up over time. Um, and just a book I just thought of, Cody, um, that I don't think 
you've read yet, but I'll just throw a plug out there called The Richest Man in Babylon. Um, I think we've talked about this book. Um, yeah, we've talked about and it. how you were looking at reading it. Um, I read it a while back and I say it's so simple and it's one of those books that you're like, that's it. But when you actually apply it, it's a lot of the same principle that you save a portion out of whatever you make. And so I think in the book, they use a 10th a lot. So like 10%, um, but whatever, you know, percentage you're able to have, it just slowly builds up over time. And so that's pretty much the premise of the book is that you set aside a portion of everything you make. And then you, when you have that, you go and invest it and make more, you know, mm-hmm. with that 10, you know, percentage. And so that's just the key. I mean, that's the formula and it's, it's been there. It works. You know, we've seen it work for, um, for lots of people. And it can work for anyone, you know, no matter what your income is at, you just live on less than you make, invest the difference, you know, you can get ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think it's just, it's such a key thing and it's so overlooked that we're, you know, it it's kind of crazy, um, but it'll work for anybody. You don't have to be, you know, making a bunch of money. So that's one thing that's great about it. Um, you know, similar principles in, you know, everyday millionaire or millionaire yep. next door. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, um, both are very similar. You know, similar principle of mm-hmm. just live on less than you make and invest the difference. I could yeah. say it all day, but in Everyday Millionaire, it was written by Chris Hogan. It was a study that the Ramsey uh, group did uh, for, I think it was 10,000 millionaires. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, if you read the book, like nine times out of 10, it was people saying, yeah, I just lived on less than I made. I threw money into my 401k and then I checked my 401k when I was 55 and I was a millionaire. And they yeah. just lived like normal lives. Very uh, some some said that they lived like almost like at the poverty line. They 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 felt like they were poor their whole lives. They were just but they they had a margin, and that four hundred one k showed up to be a million dollars one day, and they're like whoa, and they just retired. Like yeah. they, these people retired and had no idea like what they were building. Uh, they yeah. just it was just consistency. So it's it's crazy, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the secret formula. Yeah, it is. So. Yeah, I wish, you know, so if you take one thing that you want to start in 21, I would say, you know, just look at how much are you spending, how much are you making, make sure that you're spending less than you're making, and yep. then invest the difference. Get on um, a budget, build margin. Yeah, get at it this year. You can see such great progress. It made, you know, if you start out and you're like, man, I barely have any margin, awesome. At least you have some, now keep yep. building it. And then that's yep. one thing that we always you know, want to push and we'll keep pushing, you know, let's go forward. We got some good ideas coming up. I uh, don't forget content, um, you know, to you guys out there, but you know, as far as increase your income or decrease your expenses, mm-hmm. you know, but at least have something. So that'd be a good goal, uh, for 2021 is just start having margin or if you do increase it, so, increase it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Uh, next was, um, Selling some junk. I hear you're actually yeah. doing that right now. Yeah. So it's just a good idea. Like I know a lot of people do spring uh, cleaning. So as you're going through, I would recommend just having the mindset of what stuff do I really need or what stuff's just sitting here that I could mm-hmm. sell and actually be, you know, be using. Um, so my wife and I kind of did that. We went through a lot of our clothes and mostly my wife, she had some clothes that she's like, I do not wear these at all. So we, uh, we sold them in a yard sale and, you know, when I look at it, I'm like, man, you know, we didn't get a ton for it, but I think about it, it was just sitting there. So if we're not using it, 
then anything is, you know, better, you know, so I'll take, you know, whatever we can get for it. And then I've got a few things, um, you know, I was telling Cody, like I've got some old speakers and stuff like that. I might be looking at selling. Um, so I think, you know, stuff that's sitting around, if you're cleaning, Hey, let's try to sell it. You know, so yeah. we don't need stuff. You know, I'd rather have, you know, the money. And it's so easy now, you know, it used yeah. to be, you had to have a yard sale or mm-hmm. a garage sale or go to like a, uh, one of those uh, thrift shops or something like that. But now, you know, just throw it on Facebook marketplace and mm-hmm. um, I've sold several things and, you know, next day you just say, Hey, I saw your ad and, and I'll meet you in 20 minutes. So yeah, it's, it's not awesome. that hard. There's so many apps that do it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to sell a pair of running shoes that I haven't worn forever. They just weren't my size. I don't know why I bought them. Uh, it was a terrible <laughs> decision, <laughs> but people on Facebook don't want it for some reason. So I tried Poshmark. Um, okay. I don't know if you've heard of that, but I, I think it's for like, it's like for clothes and things. I'm like way out of my league in that one. I'm, I'm scrolling through it. I like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but it's shoes. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, other good dude. one is offer up. I like that one a lot. Um, oh yeah. Offer up's a good one. But yeah, there's always, seems like a new app every once in a while that, yeah, um, yeah it makes it so easy. Um, and I just kind of like being able to list it and then somebody messaged me. It's like, all right, sweet. You know, I yeah. don't have to sit yeah. at a yard sale you know, for a morning or I don't have to go somewhere. It's just like, you want it? All right, we'll meet up yeah. and we'll sell it. And honestly, I mean, even if you got to give it out for free, if you're not using it, let's somebody else have it. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. yeah it's cheap one enough, thing that's but... really helped me, uh, help my wife and I is just kind of studying minimalism, um, mm-hmm. kind of that minimalist mindset. I'm not saying you have to be a minimalist, but it just, it does help me personally, like put myself in a mindset where, um, you know, I see what's important and I start making wiser purchases and helps me like stick with my budget and get rid of stuff I don't need. And, you know, uh, if you got an extra TV in your house and you're like, you know what, I don't watch that one yeah. or, you know, I don't need to be watching TV in the bedroom. I need to be going to sleep. Then, you know, maybe there's an extra 1500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say let's look around. Uh, I'll definitely be doing it. Just trying to find just like that extra stuff <laughs> we don't need. Uh, and it can make a big difference. I mean, talk about, you know, just being able to put that directly into saving or investing right away rather than just having yeah. it sit there. And then it's working for you. It's earning yeah. interest if you're investing it um, so instead of just sitting there and taking up space. So, yeah, it's a good way looking at it. Um, another good goal, um, you know, I'd say is look, focus on if you've got any consumer debt. So as you kind of got your budget, maybe selling some stuff, look at your your debt. When I say consumer debt, I mean stuff like credit cards is a huge one. Um, having those sitting there, those are higher interest rates. So if you've got a big balance on those, those are going to be hurting you. And then stuff like you know car loans, uh, stuff like that. I would say let's look at those. Um, and there's a few different methods that people usually say you know you go about paying off debt. Um, there's the avalanche method, which is basically you just take the highest interest rate uh, and pay that first. And then you work your way down to the lowest interest rate. So you're basically making minimum payments, whatever you have to, and then taking your margin, plug back to that, um, and paying towards the highest interest rate and then kind of working your way down. Um, the other method is the uh, snowball method, which is just take the smallest one and get that out of the way first. Then you move on to the next one. So you basically go smallest to largest. So yeah, that's kind of why they think about it. You know, avalanche usually goes from the top to the bottom. So that's why you think of a rate, you know, the interest right. rate going down 
versus a snowball's kind of building, you know, building. Yeah. Up. So you go from the smallest to the largest. Yeah, and uh, uh, that avalanche method is technically, mathematically, the fastest way to get out of mm-hmm. debt. However, it is not my favorite, and it's actually not the most popular um, uh, to a lot of a lot of uh, finance gurus that are out there, like like Dave Ramsey and some others. And the reason is, it's because it's psychological. Um, yeah. That debt snowball, when you pay off that first small one, that small credit card, maybe it's at you know Best Buy or Kohl's or Amazon, and you know it's not too much; it's only like three hundred bucks or something. But when you pay that off and it's gone, you cut that credit card and you throw it out. It's accomplishment. And we as humans, we tend to just like that that feeling mm-hmm. of I did something, and then it just kind of pushes us to the to the next one. And uh, so there's a higher success rate uh, with the uh, debt snowball. However, the avalanche method is technically the fastest. Whatever you choose, uh, whatever works for you, go for it. We don't care. We just want you to pay off consumer debt, right? Because yeah. as long as you that's, finish, that's, right? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. As long as yeah. you hit the finish line, you're good. But yeah, that's that dead snowball. Um, it's it's got a much higher success rate. Um, and I can say personally that that it is it is awesome. It, it it really does motivate you when you see that first one go. You want to hit the second one and the next one and the next one and the next one. So definitely recommend that. And the reason that we say pay off your debts, your consumer debt, is because of margin. You know, you're paying somebody else money for something that you technically don't own yet or have yet because um it, you know with with interest rates mm-hmm. and all that stuff and you're paying the the monthly payments and that is part of that's taken out of your income mm-hmm. right that is 20 bucks here 50 bucks here maybe even 100 bucks a average car payment is i think 520 now you know mm-hmm. that could be part of your margin where you could be investing you could be saving and so that's what we recommend is definitely pay off that debt first, you know, have an emergency fund, of course, first, but then then hit that debt running because that is preventing you from building margin. Yeah. And it's no, risky. It's, it's super yeah. risky. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, just, and usually most of the stuff in consumer debt, it's stuff we really don't need usually. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, you know, usually. Um, so we really don't need, and then we're having to pay more for it because we're having to pay interest usually and then as you mentioned it's taking up some of your margin so those are things that if you were to pay off man now you've got as you said car payment if you pay off you know get that car payment out of the way that's 500 more dollars per month that you can go towards whatever you you know you want that's huge like 500 dollars a month going towards saving or investing will add up quick so that's one of the things that you know just debt can kind of, as Cody said, it takes up that, that money that you could use. So you're giving your money to somebody else. So some of those things you're going to have to like rent or a mortgage or, you know, whatever you have. But those other consumer things, you know, that maybe not our needs, those are just taking up your margin. And if you pay those off, those are quick wins that you can just get that money and keep it going towards saving or investing. And so, yeah. you know, as Cody said, it's, um, you know, definitely something, you know, you don't want to be paying interest on, but also it's, you know, taken out of your, your monthly income. It could yeah. be going to something important. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see. The next topic was uh, investing. Start investing in 2021. Start it. Um, yeah, do it. Just just do it. It's it's our favorite way is um, uh, the way that I do it right now is is IRA through through um, investment retirement accounts. 
that are tax advantaged. Uh, there's just so much savings. You don't have to pay the taxes, the capital gains tax, things like that. Uh, so we definitely recommend that. Uh, but one of the, the strategies we wanted to talk about, kind of explain, because we've already talked about Roth IRAs. You can go to our past last podcast mm-hmm. and, and go over, you know, the, the difference between Roth and traditional, um, you know, 401ks, uh, 403bs, all that. Uh, we've already kind of covered that. We've also got some other videos uh, kind of explaining, you know, mutual funds and things like that. But we wanted to talk about cost dollar averaging. And Will, you're the one with the finance degree, so I'm going to let you kind of take the lead on this one. Uh, but this is something that that we use um, when with investment with our retirement accounts, and and we think is a great strategy and something to to look into in 2021. Yeah. So I'll try to make it pretty simple. Just dollar cost averaging is doing a consistent uh, amount or just a consistent timing of investing. So instead of a lot of people are like, oh, when should I invest? I'm going to hold on to this money and then I'm going to you know dump it all in <laughs> at once. And try to see, you know, if I could get a good deal on it versus dollar cost averaging is just consistency. That's one of the main things, you know, I want people to remember. So instead of maybe putting it all in at once, it's just having a goal of say, this is my dollar amount, you know, whatever you can start at right now. And again, going back to margin, whatever margin you have, looking at that and saying, okay, what do I want to invest? And how often I would recommend, you know, at least monthly, um, you know, some people I know do it uh, biweekly. So every two weeks, some people do weekly, whatever, you know, works for you. You can set uh, a lot of these up to automatically go from your checking account into whatever investing you know, account you want to use. But just setting that goal up of, okay, let's say every month, this certain dollar amount, I'm going to invest and just consistently doing that and buying and so it's just a great way to um, hedge out a lot of risk of like, oh man, I bought at the wrong time. So if you're buying and say the market starts to go down and you're investing, but if you're consistently investing, you're buying along this way as the market goes down. So you're buying when it's cheaper as well as when it's high. So really average, that's why it's called averaging, averages out all those different times that you bought when the market was you know, going down. And so it levels out that risk. So you're not, you know, hurt with like, oh man, I bought at the worst time. It levels out, it averages out that risk. Um, And then I'd say, you know, it just helps as far as, you know, having a goal. You may not see it monthly of like, oh, it's only, you know, a few hundred bucks, but that will add up over time. Mm -hmm. And so that's another great thing about dollar cost averaging is just, it's a good way to build the habit of investing, you know, on a regular basis. So there's a lot of other, um, you know, pros to that, but those are kind of the things that I want to at least highlight. Um, so it's a good way, you know, it's, if, as you're beginning to build the habit and then avoid some of that risk of putting all your money in it one time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and you really don't have to worry too much about it. That's, that's one of the big things. Cause I know, I know some day traders and some swing traders and they just, they, they worry like, did I buy at the right time? Did I put it in at the right time? I even know people that, that try to put it in, a large lump sum into their IRA or 401k at certain times, not their 401k, but their IRA at certain times to try to time it to get the best benefit. But for me, it comes out every month. I don't really have to worry about it. I know I've got dollar cost averaging on my side and it's honestly just something that just happens automatically. Um, there's a book out there called Automatic Millionaire that that discusses this in great detail. But basically um, in his explanation, it's the 401k. It's pulling out every you know week, bi-weekly, monthly, however mm-hmm. you're being paid it's automatic 
and you just sit there and you just watch it, you know? And yeah, you're not buying at the best times, but actually you could be buying at the best times and you may be buying at the worst times, but at the end of the day, it's just averaging. You know, if you look mm -hmm. at the market, you look at the S&P 500, yeah, it's a bunch of ups and downs and ups and downs, but it's gradually going to the top right. And mm -hmm. so if you could just average that, then you are benefiting with the market, right? And so that that's basically what it is. One, it's like, you don't have to worry too much. You don't have to worry about that that risk, you know, of, of timing. Now timing's out of the question. And also, like Will said, you're building a habit. And at mm -hmm. the end of the day, a habit of, of investing is what builds wealth. Yep. And so that's what that's our favorite part about cost dollar averaging is just the fact that we're just investing and we're investing frequently. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say the two absolutely. powerful things, you know, as you're looking at getting started investing is, you know, dollar cost averaging is a great way to start. And then we'll, we'll probably need, we'll need to make a video on this, but just the power of compound interest is yeah. insane. So if you have those two things working for you, as you said, consistently over time investing and then letting compound interest do its, amazing work um you know that's all you need you know yeah and it's a great thing so yeah that's a great point you don't need to necessarily time it perfectly i think you know as long as you get that you know average you know upswing in the market plus dollar cost at um you know you could dollar cost averaging plus compounding interest yeah and it's, it's it's powerful it's great yeah if you look at like the average of the s p 500 and other other um possible mutual funds that are out there, you know, they're roughly what, in between six to 10%. Go throw that into a calculator, choose 6%, 8%, 7%, even 5%, you know, something that's over the uh, the inflation rate, which is right now 3%. Just throw that into an investment calculator online. Um, there's, there's plenty of them, just throw it. I think Google has one. If you mm -hmm. do investment calculator, it's the first thing that pops up and just throw it in there, throw, you know, throw your car payment in there. Say, I'm gonna put in my car payment every month and just see what that looks like in 30 years or mm -hmm. 40 years or 50 years heck even just 10 years it's it's amazing it blows my mind to even yeah. think that wow you know 400 bucks at eight percent interest or 500 bucks it's even seven percent interest rate could be a million dollars by the time i'm 60 you know, like that just blows my mind but it's possible yeah so yeah go do that yeah. it'll it'll blow your mind yeah those two things are your best friend I'm just saying yeah, they are. That's They're that's really how you, that's friend. how you invest. You know, yeah. really, that's the that's the secret weapon. So, yeah. Well, man, that's I think we covered all of our 2021 goals for today, and I think we've uh, hit our our limit for today. I don't like editing yeah. an hour, so yeah, just no. doing 30 minutes this time. Yeah. Uh, but we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, please share this podcast. We're gonna try to keep making more. We're gonna try to get some interviews with some some people that are experienced in this stuff more than we are trying to get uh so we can learn and then you guys can learn as well and uh so but yeah uh we're on spotify we're on google Podcasts, we are on anchor we're hoping to be on itunes and we're on youtube so please share any anywhere on social media that you're finding this just please share it spread the word and if we are a help comment like share and also ask us questions you can go on our website www.willandcody.com we got a nice blog we got a money guide a little bit of about us if you want to see some you know ugly pictures of us when yeah, we were kids on there. and uh and then a contact page you can ask us any question um it, it might even be featured on the podcast so yeah. uh, will you got any last minute thoughts no i'll just say look at you know just reviewing these you know things that we covered uh you know this could be a great year for some people it could really be life-changing so again if you don't have one start a budget sell some stuff pay off some debt and then start investing 
and say that's if you at least do one of those things this year it'll be a great year yeah it will awesome all right well that's it for for this time we'll see you guys next time yeah